Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. hosts jason and cody i'm jason and i'm cody and welcome to episode 18 of the talking disney podcast so how's it going cody (laughs) (laughs) oh jason you know what let me tell you it's going we're here we're doing it we're here we're here late on a monday night uh was it nine o'clock around that time yeah, the yep. end of the Labor Day weekend. Um, we just, I'm I am exhausted too. We went actually camping. We left Friday after work, got out to our campsite late Friday, and got back, I don't know, around 11 or 12 this morning, which it was nice because the campsite's only 20 or so miles away, but I am still beat. Uh, I need a vacation to get through the. Recover yeah, from your to vacation. recover from the weekend from Labor Day weekend. So <laughs> that that's how I feel after going to Disneyland. I need another exactly. vacation to recover yeah. from. Going I should to take when I go. I should take two weeks off and then have that last week to recover. But being me, I'd probably stay for an extra week. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Labor Day weekend's over. I hope everyone out there had a good a good weekend. It's uh, unfortunately back to work for most of us tomorrow most of us that have jobs and if you don't have a job then you shouldn't have been celebrating labor day weekend so (laughs) no i'm just kidding i saw that on facebook today so Uh, anybody could celebrate it so do what you want to do but we're uh on our uh 18th episode um and we've got a little bit to talk about today not a lot of new stuff but we found some stuff before we start talking about uh, Disneyland and Disney in general. I do want to mention a Facebook group that I meant to mention, I think the last two episodes, but I totally forgot to write it in my notes. So, um, I actually started a Facebook group called the Disney podcast group. Uh, and it was kind of my, my goal on that was to have a place where people who put out these Disney podcasts can, come and share their podcast, promote their podcast, uh, basically use it however they want to get people to come and listen to their shows. Um, so even though it's called the Disney podcast group, um, it's just not podcasters that I want to share it with. Uh, anybody who likes to listen to Disney podcasts can, uh, can join. If you have a favorite Disney podcast that you want to share, uh, please share it. Um, and uh, if you uh, know who those podcasters are, invite them. If, if you don't know them, I will, I will see your posts and I'll find them out or find them, track them down and, and, and invite them over. Uh, it's just a place to, to, to share Disney podcasts, basically, because there, there, there are tons of them out there. Uh, and I know I'm, I like or follow a lot of podcasts on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, and I just thought it'd be a nice thing to have them in a centrally located place. Now, granted, I won't, uh, every podcast won't be on there, but uh, so far I've invited people that are my, are invited podcasts that are some of my favorites. So um, they're on there now. Um, and you can find it at, uh, go to facebook.com slash group slash the Disney podcast group, or just in the search bar put in the Disney podcast group and you should be able to find it. Uh, So check it out. Join if you haven't joined already. And uh, you're, you're on there, right? Right. Right. Cody. I sure am. Should be. Yep. All right. Good. Good. So yeah, I, I made up, I'm, I'm, I meant to uh, promote that for the last two episodes, I think. So I finally got it out there. So um, next we can talk about, some Disney news. I know 
the what is it the left coast the right coast left coast the other coast from disneyland walt disney world uh, they had the opening of their star wars galaxy's edge last week august 29th um, and i know i left a day after it so i didn't really hear a lot of news on how it went or the process of how they did their uh i know they didn't do a reservation system uh, did you hear anything or see anything on facebook on the internet on how that went if there's any uh disappointed people or i mean not from what i heard in general um i think for the most part from what i had seen from what i've heard things went about as well as to be expected um there were a lot of people um on opening day um lots of people there lined up early in the morning and i did hear that they weren't allowing people to kind of camp out in front of the Hollywood Studios entrance gates that they people I guess were having to wait further away from the gate I'm not familiar enough with the area to exactly know where but all I know is they weren't really allowed to line up in front of the gate until a certain time in the morning Um, I know the Disney Resort Walt Disney World Resort transportation systems down there like the minivans and the the bus system that the Walt Disney Resort has, they all started running extremely early. Parking for Hollywood Studios opened up very early, so that way people could, you know, early in the morning start lining up. But nothing, I believe, was allowed for like overnight. Um, there was a lot of people there during the day. I never heard anything about processes for um savi's workshop or oga's cantina i believe they were doing reservations for savi's and for the cantina as far as like once you got into the land there were cast members to help you you know secure a particular time to come back and and view it but yeah since there were no reservations it was just kind of a free-for-all for the whole day once you were in the land you could stay in that land for as long as you wanted, you know, enter and come back when you wanted or however you wanted to navigate your day, you had the ability to do so. Unlike when Disneyland's version of Galaxy's Edge opened back in at the end of May. Was it, was it May or was it June? May. Yeah, it was right at the end of May. Was it was it? like the 30th yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, because you were there like a week later, right? Yeah. And you were there around the 6th or 7th or? Uh, uh, maybe a week and a half later. Because I was there on like the 9th or something, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, um, for so the first three to four weeks over at Disneyland, they did reservations. So we were only allowed to be in the land for a four-hour time window. And if you left the land, they were telling people, or at least I had heard that they were telling people that, if you left, you weren't allowed back in. Um, we never tested that. Um, but that was <laughs> you the, can leave, but you can't come back. Right. That was the word going around. So people just kind of tended to stay in there because you only had the four hours. And if you wanted to ride the ride and try food and try to get into the cantina or make a lightsaber, you kind of had to prioritize your time and what do I want to do? You know, so there wasn't as much freedom involved. So I think that aspect of things worked out all right over in Florida. Um, I also saw that the next day, so day two of Galaxy's Edge in Florida, didn't seem to be nearly as busy. I mean, there was still, even in kind of like the peak of the day, someone somehow got an aerial photo. I don't know if it was a drone or a helicopter footage or something from the news flying by but there was still a decent amount of parking left at the Hollywood studios parking lot. Um, People were taking pictures inside of galaxy's edge itself, like especially at opening for the day, there weren't nearly as many people going into the park that day. So it really seemed like the busy day was day one. And I don't know if the hurricane, the approaching hurricane had anything to do with that. It was just kind of deterred people from going at all or what um but the first day was definitely the busy day but as far as i can tell everything ran pretty smoothly 
Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that hurricane, I, I was just looking something up on it, and it says because uh, I, I know a lot of the uh, a lot of the area Disney World tomorrow. I saw a, a article that said most of it was closing around three. Um, and latest update is his uh, forecasters say Dorian may spare the U.S. a direct hit, but will move close to Florida's coast late Monday. So it doesn't look like it's going to – the center of the storm doesn't look like it's going to hit the U.S., but the outskirts of the storm will still uh, will still come, and that's, that's still quite a bit of wind. So, um, so hopefully the area gets spared. Yeah, because isn't the eye of the storm the calmest part of the storm? It's the outside of the storm where you've got the heavy winds and the rain and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I know that – I know um, – well, here, the, the picture I'm seeing says this: the eye has 80-plus 80, 80 mile-per-hour winds right now, uh, and they were lower on the outside. So not, oh. yeah, I mean, maybe there's a, there's a little center that's calm, but I don't know. I've never been through a hurricane, and – don't really want to well you could uh hop on a plane to orlando tomorrow <laughs> no that's okay <laughs> that's okay so hopefully uh hopefully everything is okay over there and says i know bahamas got hit today and uh i know i think it said five were killed so um yeah crazy crazy weather i don't like wind so i'll stay away from hurricanes <laughs> all right so back out to the West Coast with uh, with Disneyland, and we were talking about the crowds at Galaxy's Edge on that first day. Um, there's been a lot of talk of the lack of crowds at Disneyland over the summer, especially after the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge there, where uh, I, I thought, you know, back when I first started hearing about opening, I got an opening date. Uh, I was like, man, that summer is going to be packed with people. I don't want to go. Um, but, uh, or I don't know, maybe a lot of people thought that too. So, uh, it was unusual, unusually uncrowded this summer. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation why I, I know all the passes, I believe all the passes were blocked out except for the signature pass for the summer. I think in August they opened up the deluxe passes and tomorrow, uh, the SoCal select, I think will be unblocked. So maybe starting tomorrow to get a little busier. I don't know. What, what do you think is the reason for the, for the low, lower than normal crowds? I just, this summer, every time I see a, an article about, you know, where the headline or the title of the article is, you know, people, people aren't going to Disneyland, low, low numbers, you know, Disney reports, low numbers for the, for the summer or, you know, where are all the people and, and just a few months ago, back in April and May, all these people were putting out articles and about how Disney was going to maintain crowds and what they were going to do about all the people that everyone thought was going to show up. And part of it, I think, was implemented a year ago um, or whenever they did the latest price increase. I think that may have played a part in it. I think every time they do a price increase for tickets that, you know, everyone says when that when the announcement comes out that they're going to increase prices, you see a million and two people on Facebook. Well, that's it. They've <laughs> they finally priced me out. I, I've reached my cap. I can't afford to go anymore. And I think a lot of that's talk because for the most part, every time they increase prices, that not only does the park stay consistently busy as it was before that, the they typically continue to get busier. That's that. That's what I saw too. I, you know, I always thought well, they're going to raise prices, so it'll be less attendance. But now th there may it be just a few like there was more on, you know, that really do live on on a very strict budget, and you know, they can only afford to go once a year, once every two or three years, and every time they do a price increase, they may price out some of those people. But I think it's a very small percentage. Um, of those people that do get priced out that decide that it's no longer worth it to go at all, that they can't save for a few years to try to go again or, or you know, so I think it's very a small percentage of people that actually stop going when they do a price increase. Um, now, and Disney made several announcements and Disneyland specifically, because I think the people that 
run or in charge of making the big decisions for Disneyland know that Disneyland's population there of of guests are primarily Southern California residents. I think they're very aware of that fact. So them blocking out pretty much all of their pass holders other than like that top tier pass pass um annual pass I think was a smart move on their part. That was their really the only logical, I think, play that they could make to try to deter or not even deter, but at that point forcibly keep people from coming to the park because they wanted to give regular guests, people that come travel to come to see Disneyland um, and all those Star Wars fans around the country and around the world that didn't want to wait an extra couple of months for the Florida version to open. And since such a vast majority of people that go to Disneyland are Southern California residents, they block those people out to give visitors a chance, regular visitors a chance to see and experience the park and also galaxy's edge. And from what I can tell all the measures and the implements that they implemented um, as far as the pass holder blockouts in the reservation system and everything that they did to ensure kind of a smooth sailing galaxy's edge opening in Disneyland. Uh, it worked in my opinion because, uh, because we kept seeing lower than normal crowds for the summer. Well, all those Southern California people that have those Southern those SoCal select passes because they're cheap and they can go on the weekends. And typically, you know, during the summer, um, unless something big happens, they're able to go and, you know, some of the other past levels, but they were all blocked this year. And so it just, it lightened up the whole park. And so I just, it, to me, it's just funny because people are wondering what they're going to do. And now that we've seen that, what they did worked. Now everyone's freaking out saying something's wrong with Disneyland. Galaxy's edge is a failure. People aren't coming to the park. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. I just think Disney accomplished what it was trying to do. And it was just trying to ease the burden of the potential, you know, overflux of crowds. Yeah. I could have, I could have seen it going the other way too. I had, had uh, Disneyland or Disney not try to implement anything like they did. And then the crowds were just overwhelming. Uh, it would have been a, a failure on Disney's part to control crowds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Cause so, I think if they opened galaxy's edge in California, the way they did in Florida, just here's the opening day. If you plan to be here for it, you're welcome, you know, deal with the crowds. The crowds are going to be what they're going to be. Cast members are going to have to do the best they can. You know, park guests are going to have to just realize that there's a million and two people in this park and it's just going to have to be the way it is. Um, I think it would have been a real nightmare for a while in California if they had done it that way. Especially just with the, with all the locals. Um, because if it had been a big hit, which... I think it has been a big hit uh, despite crowds because of what they did to maintain crowds. I think people are liking what they're seeing for the most part in Galaxy's Edge. Now I've seen things out there where some people are are being really critical. Well, th you know, this wasn't in it when they said it was going to be and this and that. And, you know, people are kind of nitpicking it. And there's only the one attraction right now. And all that being said, I think people overall are liking Galaxy's Edge and I think it just it would have been overrun in Disneyland if they had just opened it on May 30th or whenever it was and it was just a free for all from that point forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think the attendance numbers are going to stay low for very long. Uh I know next time I go back it'll probably be packed. So uh yeah, I think it was just a phase, you know, a, a phase for this particular summer cuz it was the largest land expansion you know that they've ever done since the park opening right right and so they didn't really know what to expect what kind of crowds to expect especially since it wasn't just 
a land like, you know, Frontierland or Adventureland, Tomorrowland. It was, this was full in head on Star Wars and Star Wars has a very big, very dedicated fan base and they didn't know what to expect because of the fact that they were trying to play so hard into the fact that this is now you can come, you can live your very own star Wars story. They're trying to make things authentic. They're trying to make things feel real, try to be immersive. They really wanted this to be all out. And there's people out there that that's what they want in theme parks. They want the immersiveness. They they want to feel transported. They want to walk into galaxies. They want to see the millennium Falcon and they don't want to feel or even remember that they're in the middle of a major metropolitan Southern California area. And so I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I got you. I mean, yeah, I mean the crowd, the crowds have been low. I think, I think Disney got what they wanted. Maybe, maybe they did it too well. Um, but you know the crowd, the crowds will be back. I mean, Disney's not in trouble. Like some articles I've seen, uh, by by any means. I mean, um, no, and and maybe from last quarter or this quarter last year, maybe they didn't make as much money because they didn't cut back on pass holders so much last quarter or this quarter last year, and those local pass holders bring a lot of revenue into the park yeah they still they're, they still they're eat. coming they still buy stuff they, they still eat they still buy things especially all the exclusive merchandise that comes out for every little festival or parade return yeah they gotta buy it up so know. they can sell it on ebay right and you know and it and that's very true too and they still buy they still eat yeah. so it's just it it's not going to be like this for long. Disneyland's going to be fine. They're not. I did see, though, that some people were speculating that they didn't make any really groundbreaking major theme park announcements, per se, other than kind of some things we already knew and maybe some new details that we didn't know about Epcot, the Epcot transformation. But outside of the Epcot transformation, um, theme park news coming out of D23 was nothing groundbreaking. I saw some people seem to think that they didn't want to say anything really big like they did last time with galaxy's edge the announcement of galaxy's edge um because they didn't want to i don't know because then i was watching a i think it was a parks panel I, i don't even remember what it was but it was some of the people that created galaxy's edge some of the imagineers i know joe roadie um, was in on it and I can't remember who asked the question it was a very well-known Imagineer but one of, he asked a question kind of directly to the audience and he asked if if they liked what they had done with Galaxy's Edge and that being trying to make it a livable story you know that with the level of immersiveness and everything and so some people were speculating that maybe they didn't maybe now Disney is second-guessing what they've done with galaxy's edge. So they don't want to make any more major announcements uh, like that at D 23. So there's some changes coming to Disneyland park and a few of them are uh, rumored to be because of the, the low attendance. I don't know how true that is or not, but um, the laughing stock show or troop their show in the golden horseshoe theater I don't know when it was supposed to end or if it ever was supposed to end, but uh, they were notified that uh, their final show will be on September 14th of this year. So in like 12 days, um, I don't know if anything else is going in there or if they have plans or anything. I mean, it is a, it is a, a food service area. They serve food and that was one of the perks on going in there is you get to see a show. Um, and then over in DCA, uh, the Pixarmonic Orchestra, which performs on Pixar Pier, is also ending its run. I think on the fourteenth. Um, I know some of the uh, some of the complaints. I've never seen that show. I know when we went last time, we didn't stick around for it. 
but it is right there on Pixar Pier. And if a, if a crowd formed, they would form in kind of the walkway. Um, and they weren't really under any shade that I know about. So it was hot. Uh, that was some of the complaints that I heard. And then the tale of the Lion King, which was supposed to only be a summer show that's coming to it. And, and that one kind of the same thing it's shown in the, what's it? The world of color, uh, area. And there's no shade over there for anybody either. So no, there's uh, nothing ex- over there. It's all exposed. Yeah, those, those are extremely hot. Um, so those are going away. Like I said, rumors, uh, due to, due to the low attendance in the parks or, you know, I don't know if they have other plans for those areas. Uh, the show on the golden horseshoe seemed to be a pretty popular one. That's uh, been running for a while, I think, hasn't it? That one. I don't know. Cause it's, it's, uh, doesn't say when it started. And I don't remember. Um, but I'll have to research that. But coming to an end. So if you didn't get a chance to check it out and you want to, make sure you head out before the 14th. Now you got 12 days. So uh, the next kind of change that I want to talk about is a change that I've been wanting for a long time because it's just ugly. Uh, the entrance to Tomorrowland with those rock formations, they are going away. Um, Pictures I've seen already has the north side pretty much done. It's still behind a fence. I, I think the ones on the south side are still there. Um, and I know some of those house the control units for the Astro Orbiter. Um, so I don't know. They'll, they'll have to relo- relocate those. But the rocks are going away, and I don't believe they are coming back. Uh, they're also going to lower the curves on that side, kind of like they did on the other side. Um, I, don't, I don't remember if I ever tripped over those curves, but... I know a lot of people have. So, I I, I tend to have so, more of an issue with the the trolley rails in the ground. Oh than the yeah, curbs. yeah, <laughs> breaking your ankle, right? <laughs> yeah. So I know with the with those rocks gone, it'll kind of clear up the congestion in the area because I know on crowded days when I've been there, that is a horrible area to get through. It is, especially uh, if there's a parade going through or. Yeah, fireworks and you're trying to move through or even just a regular congested part of the day it's it gets tight right in there yeah heading into tomorrowland was was crazy so uh and then another one that we'll move over to dca i know you have strong opinions on this one uh soren over california's return run has ended i think today was the last day uh, uh and no was it the second no it wasn't even the second i think it was yesterday i th- so the first yes i think the first okay or maybe even the yeah. 30th maybe it just ran through the end of the month maybe. i don't well, know i saw something about it earlier way. but either way it's oh it's over now yeah uh so it's back to soaring over the world uh full time i i know i know cody has some strong opinions he may have mentioned once or twice on previous episodes about soaring over california yeah so what do you think cody should it stay soaring over california should definitely stay they need to get rid of soaring over the world in disney california adventure park they want to keep soaring over the world over in epcot where they have the world showcase that's perfectly fine i'm sure people in florida don't care as much about seeing the things just in California. Um, and it fits over the world, soaring over the world fits with the whole Epcot theme and especially with the world showcase. And so I just think it's time just to bring soaring over California back to California full time. I don't know why they don't want to, because clearly it wouldn't be it's that popular. hard. They just did it for the last couple of three months during the summer because it was only going to be for one month. And then they extended it because people liked it. And now they're getting rid of it again. And I don't I don't understand why they won't just keep it. Yeah, I, I do miss uh, Soaring Over California. Last time we went, obviously, it was Soaring Over the World. I, I wasn't as uh, – I didn't like that one as much. Um just the California thing, I think, goes with that area. Um, 
So I think they should bring it back full time. Uh, now I have seen some people say, well, they should have one in one theater, one in the other, which would be fine with me. The one soaring over California, I think would be the busier side than soaring over the world. It, it would uh, be. And I don't think, I mean, it might, it might even out a little bit later in the day, just because people are going to want to just ride the ride. And some people aren't going to care what movie is playing, especially if the soaring over California line is 120 180 minutes and right. the one for soaring over the world is half you hour. can walk on yeah <laughs> so yeah um is, is i think that it, it's possible but i think it would be hard to do long term because there's just the two theaters now right. if they right. were four theaters inside i think then maybe they could yeah. do that I, I just think Soaring Over California is a better show. It, it, it may, maybe because I grew up there, I don't, I don't know, had some ties to California. Um, it was just it seemed it was just a better a better show, better ride. Yeah, well, that seems to be the general consensus from the park goers as well, Ooh. is that they enjoy the Soaring Over California film better and the music and just you know the smells and just everything about it. They like that experience. More than the over the world experience, right? Right. All right. Uh, so your vote would be to keep California soaring over California. Yeah. So when you know, yeah. in about ten years, when I'm finally running the company, <laughs> it, it'll happen. So, so you're for soaring coming back, but not the Main Street Electric Parade. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference there. <laughs> we don't want to get into that topic again. <laughs> soaring over California isn't outdated. That's <laughs> they didn't replace right. it with anything better than with bringing in Soren over the world. Whereas gotcha. the main street electrical parade is one of the greatest parades ever. They okay. brought something in that was better. Paint the night is better in every we'll way to, other than nostalgia. That's the only thing paint the night doesn't we'll, have, but the parade's only been we'll around to for agree a couple to disagree. of years. The, the effects are better. The lighting is better. I like the music better. (laughs) It's just, we'll get to, (laughs) we'll get to talk about the mainstream electric parade coming back again next year. So we better not. I swear. (laughs) So speaking of something not coming back, uh, let's change the topic here. If you were a fan of ghost galaxy, um, the overlay of uh, space mountain, you will not get to see it this year. It is not coming back for Halloween. Uh, hyperspace mountain is going to stay, uh, for the time being. So why? Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with the star Wars galaxy's edge opening. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've actually written ghost galaxy. I, I happen to be there. Um, uh, one hall ha- Halloween time. It, it was, it was kind of cool. It was a nice change. I, I like the original space mountain the best, but I do too. I uh, mean, I, I like the original space mountain the best ghost galaxy is fine. And I, haven't minded it that much because it's really only around from whenever they start their Halloween season through the end of October. It doesn't stay longer than the end of October. They shut Space Mountain down again and change what they need to change and open it back up as regular Space Mountain. Um, and then the the hyperspace mountain version I liked um, when they first did it. Um, and, you know, and they wanted to bring it back to, you know, the next year and stuff like, you know, and, and that was fine. The whole seasons of the force thing that they were doing in Tomorrowland for uh, two or three years, however long they did it. That was fine. Um, but now that we have Galaxy's Edge and we have a whole land dedicated to Star Wars, I don't think we still need two out of the three attractions right now in Tomorrowland. <laughs> to be star wars yeah because the, there's three i mean in, unless you count the subs but i think the subs are technically part of Fantasyland, aren't they um uh, that's a good question i haven't thought about that yeah i, I think they are i think they are i know no that- no 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 i i'm pretty sure they are Tomorrowland. but let me double check because i could be wrong i know the matterhorn's definitely Fantasyland. let's see Matterhorn. I've got a map across the room, but then I'd have to take off the headphones. Yeah. And... Why don't you go look? Okay, right. I'll be right back. Matterhorn. Yeah, you are. You are correct on Matterhorn. Yes, uh, I know that because I know it did. Matterhorn did go back and forth 
for a time back in the days with the maps with which right. land it was in but i think now it's been decided that it's part of fantasy land and i think it'll always stay right. there yeah finding nemo is part of tomorrowland okay well that's kind of stupid too anyway <laughs> <laughs> um i don't consider it a part of tomorrowland so you see she got a couple star wars themed rides in tomorrowland well, ha- and half the attractions are themed rides in tomorrowland so and i mean i guess there's autopia well, tomorrowland's have an identity crisis it, it is it really yeah. is and i mean they can't really do much with star tours unless they just shut the whole thing down and do something different with it anyway um but i don't think they're going to do that until they're ready to completely revamp tomorrowland right which hopefully is in a couple years maybe that'll be the next big announcement at d23 in two years we will see I would yeah. like that to be, but we, we will see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think if they didn't want to bring back Ghost Galaxy for whatever reason, I mean, I think people liked that. It fit with the whole Halloween time vibe that the whole park kind of goes under, especially at night and you have the lights on the exterior of the building and the weird sounds and stuff on kind of playing in Tomorrowland. That fits with the whole Halloween thing. Yeah. Um, and if they didn't, for whatever reason, if they didn't want to do that again this year, and I don't know why, I don't think it's necessarily, don't think it's necessary to continue to play hyperspace mountain. Um, just bring back regular space mountain. I mean, you can go fly the millennium Falcon. You don't need to do a pretend dog fight in space mountain. Yeah. So, so no, no Ghost Galaxy. All right. Oh, you mentioned Halloween. Um, did you want to talk about Halloween now, or you want to talk about uh, 40th anniversary? Uh, we can Which, roll into Halloween. All right. Let's it's see what I can Halloween be time. opinionated about in this session. <laughs> oh, no, it's good to have opinions. <laughs> so Halloween time's coming to the Disneyland Resort. Uh, I think I, see, I wrote down, start September 6th to october 31st so that's uh, this friday lot. is that this is the sixth friday six friday or is that know. saturday no it is friday okay yeah friday this friday will uh and i'm pretty sure they do i, I mean I, I don't know i'd have to check with somebody who's been there this week uh i want to say that there's no hint of halloween at all this week until like the morning of the sixth uh, i don't know if they do it all that night or if they do subtle changes, but well, that can't be true because uh, I've seen pictures from over the weekend of the the orange. Oh, and did they start white okay. banners that they put up on City Hall and some of the buildings on Main okay. Street? And the and Mickey okay, Pumpkin Mickey was there starting today. Uh, okay, they put him yeah. in today, and I know they've started. I don't think it's complete yet. It might be. I don't know because uh, I haven't seen recent pictures, but I know at least if few days ago they had started the construction of the oogie boogie thing that they put over the dca entrance now yeah yeah so they're starting with that it. is true i saw i saw a picture of that today so maybe in the past when it wasn't as big maybe they got it up in one night but yeah i don't think the like pumpkin patch fab five have gone up over the disneyland entrance gates yet i haven't seen oh, pictures okay. of that you know what i'm talking about Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so some of the things you can look forward to, I guess, at Halloween time, uh, there's going to be a lot of characters out, and specifically uh, Jack Skellington and Sally from Tim Burton's The Night Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, they'll be over at the Haunted Mansion area. Um, and it says, along with other Disney characters, including Mickey and Minnie Mouse. So if you're into characters check those out because you can only see jack and sally for a short period of time and I, i'm sure like mickey I'm, I'm sure they're all dressed up for halloween do you um, i don't even I, i'm kind of surprised i don't know this but do they keep jack around through christmas i with the with the know. overlay of the haunted mansion do they put like a santa haunted. suit on him i don't i don't ever remember seeing him but they might um because that's one of the other things they do obviously for halloween they transform Haunted Mansion, um, and uh, 
into the Jack, you know, all the Jack, Jack Skeleton Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. I don't ever remember seeing Jack outside the mansion at all. So we'll have to find out if you know, well, if you've I know been there. last year and I, I, I remember last year specifically, so I can't necessarily say for any year before that, but I know last year specifically when I was, when I was there in the Halloween time, they had the Jack and Sally meet and greet kind of in be- that kind of courtyard space in between the pieces of eight store and the haunted mansion store. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, they had the meet and greet for them in there. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I know. Cause the haunted mansion holiday overlay stays until January 6th. So it, it stays past the, past the Halloween. Right. Time frame. So, and then you mentioned the pumpkin on Main Street, right? Yes, he, that's, pumpkin that's Mickey. Big, yeah, that's a big photo op. I I think we have a few of those laying around. Yeah, um, of us, you know, the whole family in front of it. As um, much as I like seeing the big Christmas tree that they have in that spot um, after Halloween for the for the end of the year uh, holidays, there. Um, yeah. I think I like seeing the pumpkin Mickey better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I could see that. Now the rest of Main Street, I like seeing the Christmas stuff. Yes. I would agree with that. Yeah. And let's see what else they have a, looks like they have a fireworks show. I don't ever think I, I think when I was there before, I don't remember a special show, but they've got one called Halloween screams. Is that just for the party, the Halloween party? Because I know they had one for the Halloween party. Did they? Let me see. Uh, uh, fireworks occur on select nights only. Please check the entertainment schedule. Um, I can't remember. Obviously, it's dependent on weather. Something, I feel like I remember seeing something a few weeks back where they've decided to bring the... Well, so this is what it is, I think. Because now they, they're moving the Halloween party over to DCA this year, right? DCA, yes, they are. Yes, and they with are. that, the Halloween party is getting a special Halloween villains version of World of Color show. Okay. And so I think now what they're doing for Halloween time at Disneyland is that fireworks show that they used to play during the Halloween party when it was at Disneyland Park. I think now they're just doing that for their nightly or however often they're going to do fireworks yeah. that's the fireworks show that they're going to show yeah yeah it says let's see uh greetings from your master of scaremonies jack skeleton and his ghostly dog zero um as jack and zero fade into the night leaving you to enjoy what's to come settle in and embrace the jump worthy collision of sights and sounds soaring flames projections of rising ghosts and classic disney villains all set to a medley of Halloween inspired songs. So yeah, that's that's the fireworks show in Disneyland. That would be cool. Unfortunately, I won't be there. I would really like to see that, but yeah. it's not going to work out. Right. So you mentioned the Oogie Boogie Bash over at uh, DCA. That is a separate admission ticket. Um, and it is on select nights from September 17th to October 31st. Not every night, just select nights. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there was still tickets left. Um, I believe there I are. Seen I haven't seen an update in a few days. But. I know several nights have already sold out. Um, right. But I believe that there still are a good amount of dates still left. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you can check that out on the Disney website. Uh, but yeah, there's some there's some cool stuff going on with that. They like you said, you got the the uh was it is, did, did they call it villainous is is that the name of the show oh the world uh, of color show world of color. yeah yeah villainous yeah i think so that's yeah that's what i had written down so uh and then you've got the villains grove which is um like a, i guess it'd be like a i don't want to call it like a corn maze or a, uh but it seems to me that's what it, it's it's like a maze you go through um it's got mist and fog and all kinds of things. I don't know. The con- the concept art looks pretty cool. 
and that's actually going to be uh it's over in grizzly peak and then they're doing they have a parade the headless horseman of sleepy hollow kicks that off now he used to be over in disneyland right when they had the halloween parties yeah when they would do the parade over there yeah yeah now he's a recent addition to the disneyland halloween parties though i know he's been over in the Florida version of the Halloween parties for quite a while, but I think just in the last couple of years, they've added into Disneyland. Okay. They've got a Mickey's trick or, or trick and treat a new interactive stage production. That's going to be at the Disney theater in Hollywood land. Uh, and then the descend dance party, which is in the back lot area of Halloween land. Um, so that's the that's the ticketed event. That's uh, and I don't know how much tickets were. Did did you ever see? No, not exactly. I know they're a hundred something. Yeah, it's pulling up right now. Let's see if I can get it quick. And no, it's not going to be quick, unfortunately. It's okay. You can. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it, they vary from a. Uh, let's see. Pass holder ticket price from a hundred to a hundred and forty five, and then. Regular ticket price from 110 to 145. So, um, yeah, not too bad, I guess. Not like the Haunted Mansion is, celebration. Is the price range on there just for the difference of child and adult? It just says 2019 dates, times, and ticket prices. So I, maybe it's one price for all. I don't know. I don't know if they if they break it down to uh, uh, the age group or not. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, nope. Age, age is three plus. It's all the same. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's according to their website. So I would trust it then. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anybody that's going. Uh, I'm sure if I asked around, let's see. Oh, here's a here's the ones that are sold out. Seventeenth uh, is sold out. The nineteenth, the twenty second, twenty fourth, twenty sixth, the twenty ninth. Uh, the first of October is still available. The third of October is sold out. Twenty uh, ninth is sold out. Let's see. Basically, the ones that aren't sold out: October first, or where to go first? Yeah, October first. October 6th, October 15th, 20th, 22nd, 27th, and 29th. And it looks like they're all on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Yeah. So there's a few that are still available. Uh, I don't know. Sunday seems like a weird night to have it with going back to school the next day if you're taking kids. I, don't know, I think Friday should have been one of the days. I, I don't know if they did that for a reason. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. maybe someday I'll get to go. So that is Halloween time at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, we've been there once or twice. Never been to the Halloween party, but it's cool to see all the all the the colors and the pumpkins and just the Halloween decorations. So, right. Uh, I would prefer to go to at Christmas, I think, but. That's when we went last year was Christmas time, which was cool. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in a couple episodes from now, them getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, because pretty much as soon as they're done with Halloween, it rolls into Christmas. Yep. Sure does. All right. Well, our last thing I wanted to talk about today, and I don't know, get your opinion. Would you call it a birthday or would you call it an anniversary? Ugh. when something is celebrating an attraction is celebrating being a certain amount of years old. Hold Cause on. I tend I to relate birthdays to people and anniversaries to things, but sometimes I say birthday. I mean, people about. get married and have anniversaries. So that destroys your whole logic. That's that is true. <laughs> that is true. Anyways. So you don't have an opinion. <laughs> So I mean, Big, I Thunder Mountain. <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain opened 40 years ago today. So it's either celebrating its 40th anniversary or its 40th birthday, whichever one you want. Um, 
and it's one of probably the park's more popular attractions. Um, I know for me, um, it's one of my favorites and it's usually with my kids. It's usually been the first roller coaster type ride that I've gotten most of them on for the first time because space mountain is dark. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really want to go on that. Uh, Matterhorn. I don't know to them. They heard, I don't know if they heard screaming or whatever. It just, they, they weren't really a fan of that one. They, they are now, but as far as the first roller coaster type ride, big thunder was usually the one that I got them to go on first. Um, so what about we like go, go gadgets coaster? Yeah, uh, I don't really. What was that last like sixty two seconds? It's, I don't. It's mean, fun, I think but... that's being generous. <laughs> I don't. I don't I mean, think it's more that. than forty. But honestly, we don't go to Toontown a lot. I mean, for some reason, that's one we always skip. I don't know because it's way in the back. I don't know. Well, give it a few years; uh, I don't it'll know. get a new attraction. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be going back there for for the new one. So, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, forty years old today, opened on September second, nineteen seventy nine, um, and there was a few attractions there prior. Oh, I uh, have an big... official answer to your question. What's that on the birthday versus anniversary? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, they were releasing uh, stickers and like photo op things today um, okay. at Thunder Mountain and the sticker on the photo op thing say 40th anniversary. All right. Well, so we will call it its 40th anniversary. Um, and like I said, it, it did go into a place where previous tracks, previous attractions were um, from 1956 to 1959, the rainbow caverns mine train, uh, was in that area. Obviously, I wasn't born yet, so I never got to go on that. Um, later, that attraction became the mine train through nature's wonderland. That was from 1960 to 1977 when that closed in preparation for um, Big Thunder Mountain to open up. Um, and it opened up in that area where those rides were. And there are some... Um, what do you want to call it? Um, nods to the old attractions there, uh, like Rainbow Ridge, um, things like like that. Well, when you're going up that first hill, the um, what are they called? Those pools. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The hot springs. Yeah, yeah, with the colors. Yeah, hot springs. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, let's see, what are some of the notes I put down? It was, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was thought up by Imagineer and Disney legend, Tony Baxter. And he was inspired by the scenery at Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. Uh, and a lot of the shapes and the rocks, um, resemble that, that area. Uh, they call them hoodoos, H-O-O-D-O-O-S. They're the famous fires in both. Uh, Bryce Canyon and the um, Big Big Thunder Mountain, and they're made out of just I think concrete or cement. Yeah, cement and paint. Uh, they look like actual rocks, but they're really not. Um, some of the uh, the animal inhabitants um, around the lands are from the from the previous rides. Like I said, Rainbow Ridge is a town there. It's called the biggest little boom town in the West. And if you've seen the sign. It's got a, the population started at 2015 and then it, it's marked out 247. That's marked out. 86 is marked out. And now it says population of 38. <laughs> so it's now a ghost town. Um, let's see. Here's some fun facts I wrote down about the ride. I got these from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, they, the town Rainbow Ridge is actually a, um, it says it's a reduced scale Western town. Uh, it's used forced perspective that Walt Disney utilized around the park. Uh, the window of the marshal's office in the town used to read Willard P. Bounds, U.S. Marshal. That was Lillian's father, uh, who was once a U.S. Marshal on an Indian reservation in Idaho. Um, 
it took five years of planning. Once it was conceived, it took two years to build. And it is the third of the four mountains to make up the Disneyland range, which are Matterhorn bobsled, Space Mountain, and then later came Splash Mountain. Uh, it's also an attraction at a few other Disney resorts. Walt Disney Resort, Tokyo Disney Resort, and Disneyland Paris all have a different version of the ride based on different areas, um, which I've been on the Disneyland Paris one. I'll mention that real quick. I think that is, although I love Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland, the one at Paris is cool because it's actually on what would be like our, our uh, Pirate's Lair Island. You actually start out on the shore or the the land area. You go under the water and then up into the island, and that's where the ride is. So that was really cool. Um, and the railroad trains, they have names such as You Be Bold, You Are Courageous, I Am Loco, I Be Hardy, and You Are Daring. Uh, so I don't yeah, know if I've did. ever noticed that before. Really? Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. Check check it out next time you go. Because <laughs> that, that doesn't even sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've all got names. Um, I don't think I've other... ever looked at that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, interesting that you've never seen that. Yeah, so. I'm really surprised because I always look at them uh, when I see one of the Disneyland Railroad trains passing by. I, I look to see which train it is, you know, if it's like the, the CK right. Holiday or, you know, those. Right. But I don't think I never even thought to look at Big Thunder Mountain. I guess I never even thought that they would have names, but it makes sense that they do. Yeah, they do. They do. So what is Big? I mean, I think I know the answer to this. Is Big Thunder one of your rides you have to go on when you're there, or can you just pass that up? No, I. That's one of the ones that I got to do. I do like that one at night. I think that's a fun one to go on at night. It is, yeah. Um, I actually prefer to do it at night than during the day. It always seems to be running a little faster at night too. Um, and so that's always fun because you get a little more speed. And when you go over some of those hills and bumps, you get a little more whip to them. Right. Um, but yeah, that one's definitely one of my favorites. And I would, I, if I can remember correctly, I believe that it was also probably the first roller coaster type ride that i went on as a kid oh, okay yeah i'm i'm pretty sure you were now i'm not counting you as one of my kids but yeah you're you're probably one of the ones that i that i thought about when i thought you know the first it was kind of an, an in, introductory roller coaster because it doesn't go that fast i think i saw the speed was like 28 or 29 miles per hour yeah it's really not that fast what makes it feel fast at some point the is, is the turns and especially that yeah. kind of I don't want to call it a corkscrew because it's not a typical what you would call a corkscrew on a roller coaster, but the one that just kind of goes like around and around and around kind of like this rock formation a few times. Right. And you just, you continue just to lean further and further and further over into the person sitting next to you. Right. Yeah, usually if it's one of my kids, I try to squish them. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just, I think some of the way they've designed those turns with the lean and everything and the, the G forces and stuff, that's what makes it feel a lot more intense than it is. But even yeah. that big hill that you go up inside of like the mine shaft at, near the end of the ride, it doesn't drop like a normal roller coaster or wood. you get to the end and it's, it, it's kind of anticlimactic as a, right. as an older, you know, more experienced roller coaster rider. Cause you get to the top and there's all that commotion and stuff happening within the mine cavern. And then right. you come up on top and it kind of levels out and you just kind of go down a little bit and then you just kind of softly turn this corner and then you pick up some speed later on. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was one when they, cause they, they, they did a reservation a few years back. I, I don't know exactly how many years back, but when they added what you were talking about in that cavern with the, uh, before you go down that last hill or whatever, uh, where it looks like the, um, dynamite is being lit and it's going up, you know, it's going up the wall as you're going up and then there's that explosion. I really liked that addition to it. Yeah. Cause before it was just like a bunch of loose rocks that were kind of tied to where yeah. they wouldn't fall, but they were wobbling right. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I do like that addition. Definitely one of my favorite, um, favorite rides. Uh, 
I can't go to Disneyland and not go on that ride. Um, I think a few years ago we went back and it was, it happened to be close. So we didn't get to go on it. Uh, you mentioned you like riding it at night. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, me and the wife went just, it was our anniversary. So we went without the kids, which they weren't very, uh, happy I love about. They were, they were ecstatic about not being able to go, <laughs> but, uh, but we had fun and it, it rained while we were there and we actually got to go. I mean, we went on the ride in the rain, which was fun. It kind of hurt a little, but uh, we got to ride it two or three times right in a row because nobody wanted to go on it. So did you have to get off and back in line? To let, did they let you stay on? No, no, we had to get off. I mean, there were still people waiting in line, but we got off the ride, got right back on the line, pretty much walked through the queue and basically up to where the stairs take you up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, it wasn't a long wait at all. Yeah, um, that would be kind of fun. It's always fun where you get this little moment of something kind of unplanned has happened, whether, you know, the there's a ride that broke down and it just went back up and there's not a long line and people don't realize right. that it's open or some right. weather like random rain or something that's keeping people away from like an outdoor attraction like that. And you can kind of just jump, jump back on. Yeah. Yep. So it's celebrating its 40th anniversary. Now they didn't do anything big like they did for Haunted Mansion, which I'm assuming maybe at its 50th because Haunted Mansion did turn 50. Um, or celebrated its 50th anniversary. Uh, hopefully, when uh, Han- when Big, Big Thunder Mountain turns 50, they'll do something special like that. Uh, that would be cool. Um, I would like to go to that if it's not $299. But we'll see. We'll see. So do you have anything else that you wanted to bring up um, that happened since the last time we talked? Um, or, or did we cover everything we wanted to talk about? I think we just may have. I can't think of anything at the moment. All right. Well, then we will wrap it up for the night. Um, like always, if you have any comments, questions, if you want to talk about Big Thunder Mountain or Halloween at Disneyland, or if you happen to be there when Galaxy's Edge opened over in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, thoughts on anything that we've talked about this episode, previous episodes, or if you have any suggestions for future episodes, things you want us to talk about, um, shoot us an email at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. Um, we love emails, so send us one. Yeah. Um, uh, you can vis- Go ahead. Sorry, not not to cut you off here, but I just wanted to... You messed up my flow. I know. I know. Yeah, you're you're good. Have to- Get me for that later, but I just wanted to kind of add there to the whole email thing. Uh, we're cur- this is our currently our 18th episode, so that means in two episodes it would be our 20th episode, and that's that's a milestone, I think. Also um, for us, definitely. Yeah, for us, and so I think if we can get some sort of email response, I think it would be fun to do kind of a listener based or listener guided episode for our 20th episode, whether that's answering your guys's questions about, you know, you know, anything that you guys want to ask us, you know, um, anything. Or, Disney related. Yeah. Anything Disney related. Um, or if it's, you know, if you guys want to suggest topics that you want to hear us talk about, or, you know, if you want to hear, certain Disney park stories, maybe give us a, a topic or an idea for if we have a story that might fall into that, you know, we could talk about that, you know, just something fun, maybe interesting to do for our 20th episode. Um, give us some ideas, send us some questions. Um, tell us about your favorite times at the park or your favorite attractions, your least favorite attractions, your favorite movies, your least favorite movies. Uh, send us an email and we'll see what we can come can come up with. Yeah, that'd be a cool idea for a 20th episode. Yeah, kind of a listener, I don't know, you want to call it listener appreciation or yeah, whatever listener appreciation. We we know there's a few of you out there listening and we'd like to hear from you. Definitely, definitely. All right, so back to my, uh, let's see. We do have a website, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com. Uh, a lot of things coming soon with that, hopefully. Uh as soon as we find the time, uh, we do post our shows on there with the show notes. So if you can't find the show 
somewhere, you can always go there. Uh, we're on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast. We are on Twitter at Talking Disney and on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. So give us a like, follow, um, et cetera. If you are listening to us, I, I did want to bring, bring this up. If you're listening to us on iTunes, um, iTunes does allow you to leave reviews. Um, we would love to have reviews. Um, when you do that, that actually uh, increases the chance of other people seeing the show. Um, so rate us, give us a review. Uh, if there's things you want us, if there's things you think we need to do or improve on, we would, we would love to hear that also. So, yeah, the reviews just really allow more than anything, just allow other people a chance to find the podcast when they're not specifically looking for our podcast. It'd be nice to get to a point where someone just types in, you know, Disney podcasts, um, that we're, we're up there. We're up there, um, and people don't have to search through pages and pages of of podcasts to find ours. Because in the beginning, you could you could literally type in "Talking Disney Podcast," and it wouldn't be one of the first few that typed up that popped up. Yeah, because we 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 were so new. So right. So it'd be nice to get to a point where you know we'll pop up for other people just to happen upon us. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got for tonight. Cody, you good? Me too. I am good. I am ready for bed. We are. Yeah, we are beat. Long, long weekend of doing a lot of stuff. So, um, so again, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Don't forget to email us. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh. Ah, uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-E. See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Talking Disney Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, and all material used during this podcast is property of its copyright holder and used for entertainment purposes only.